coffee. Three in four Americans drink it every day. Half of all Americans drink three to five cups every day. Almost 200 million coffee drinkers insist on adding cream. Cream is tasty, but... Are there any decent non-dairy options? Andre has been looking for one, and after trying a few, he's ready to opine. It's Open Line Friday, and this Weather Jazz episode gets better one sip, one at, a sip at a time. 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 Well, 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 how about this? It is Friday. Have to give you a good one because today is the first Friday of 2024. And we set the pace with that first Friday, don't we? Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast. Yes, most of the time, it's weather, it's science, it's earth science. But every once in a while... It is a topic that is really a hot topic, and coffee is one of those topics today. And certainly more specifically, we're talking about, yes, coffee creamers, and a subset of that, non-dairy creamers. Oh, this is going to be kind of a fun and quirky Friday, and we're setting the tone again for the rest of the year. I am your lovable host and creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 589, and today is, in fact, Friday, January 5, 20. 24. Well, before we start talking about a subject that I enjoy, I enjoy a good cup of coffee virtually every morning. And by the way, it's only one or two cups a day, and that's about it for me. Uh, Again, I'm going to talk a lot more about that here in just a moment. But before we get into that, first, did you feel it? Well, specifically in Lake County. There was an earthquake today in Northeast Ohio, and my wife is the one who monitors uh, the earth shaking and came up with this one. She sent me the link, and it was only a 2.6 on the Richter scale. However, even at 2.6, if you're pretty close to the center, which in this case was three kilometers east-southeast of Madison, Ohio, in Lake County, Maybe you heard something, maybe you felt a little rumble or a shaking somehow. 2.6 on the Richter scale is not very big at all. And in most cases, most people will not feel that. But in certain scenarios, if you're in the right place at the right time, you may have heard something or may have even felt a little something But again, by no stretch is this a major quake, but it was indeed a quake. 2.6, a three mile or three kilometers, which is about just shy of two miles east to southeast of Madison in Lake County, Ohio. And that was at, let me get a good time on that for you, 847, 847 this morning, just before nine o'clock. Did you feel it? Let me know. Send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. 
Or you can call me on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Let me know what exactly it was that you felt or heard, if indeed you were the recipient or possible recipient in Lane County. It's highly unlikely that unless you were really, really close to Madison that you felt anything. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Give me a call or send me an email. Coffee. Can I drink it black? Yes, I can. As a matter of fact, when I was in Iceland, we traveled uh, along with a little container of some instant coffee, very good instant coffee. I won't bore you with what brand it was or anything like that, but it was a, a good dark Italian roast, and it was very tasty. And actually, that one was pretty good black, and I can drink coffee black. However, I do enjoy my coffee most of the time with a little creamer. You see, when I grew up in New England, one of the ways that they really get young folks kind of hooked to the flavor of coffee is, at least in New England at the time, would have been coffee milk. Now, I'm sure you've heard of chocolate milk or strawberry milk, but in New England, in the Northeast, they had a coffee syrup to add to milk especially made by Autocrat. I don't know if it's still made or not, but I can still see the little logo of a bird on the label. And I enjoyed putting coffee syrup in my milk. In fact, I preferred coffee milk over chocolate milk. Now, occasionally I would opt for the strawberry milk if I had my choice of all three, but most of the time it was coffee milk. I enjoyed the taste of coffee milk. Now, naturally, that was very sweet. And so as a kid, you get used to the fact that there's sugar in this coffee flavor. So as I grew up and began to sample regular coffee, which I really wasn't allowed to drink until I got into my teenage years, but I would go to the local donut and coffee store. And there in New England, when you ordered a coffee regular, you got it with cream and sugar. That was what a regular coffee consisted of in the Northeast, Boston, Providence, New Bedford, Cape Cod, Portland, essentially anywhere in the Northeastern United States. So I thought it was a little unusual when I started moving around the country, moving to Iowa, to Minnesota, to Atlanta, and then to Ohio, where I have been now for over 36 years, incidentally. Really, it is, uh, for all intents and purposes, my home. But it's still a little strange to ask for a regular coffee and getting it black. I have to specify one way or the other. If I want it black, I say black. If I want it with cream and sugar, I tell them, put cream and sugar in it. I don't ask for it regular because that means different things in different parts of the country. And if I'm moving around a little bit, sometimes I'm almost a little confused. So I mean what I say, I say what I mean, and most of the time, at the very least, I will put cream in my coffee, or half and half. It's not really cream, half and half, and regular milk, if nothing else, is available. Well, recently, there have been a lot of different alternatives to cream. Now, let's face it, a lot of folks are lactose intolerant, and even putting just a dab of cream 
a teaspoon or a tablespoon of cream in their coffee is not going to be something that their body is going to agree with. It's going to send them straight to the restroom pretty darn fast. We won't go there, nor do I even need to elaborate. So we will switch gears and say, okay, with all of the new alternatives that are out there, A, are there any that are good, actually cream your coffee, and B, are there any that actually taste good? The two are kind of sort of related a little bit, and so I decided in the recent week or two after getting back from Iceland to try a few. Now, this by no stretch is this an exhaustive look at alternatives. Now, if you're an alternative maker of non-dairy creamer and you want to send me one to try, that's fine. Be glad to do that. In fact, I'll probably expand on this episode as I try new ones along the way. A word of caution. These are my opinions only. And if you find them entertaining, great. If you don't, you don't put cream in your coffee or you don't drink coffee, well, (laughs) allow this episode to be an entertaining one for you. But this is by no stretch an official or or an expert opinion. I'm just a coffee drinker that likes to put creamer in his coffee. And yes, certainly before all of the new ones, the almond milks, the oat milks, and all of the other brand new coffee creamers that have been coming out, before those came out, you had your traditional lawn dairy creamers, both in the powder form and liquid form. And And if you don't have cream or milk nearby, certainly very doable. However, again, we've got this new slew, this this host of new creamers that are coming in on the market. And that's when my curiosity began to get the best of me. I thought, I got to try a few of these, especially after reading the ingredients. Some of them are pretty decent. Some of them are very attractive. Some of them uh, I've tried. And at least I didn't like them, but I know somebody else might because they have a certain flavor or they have a certain ability to cream the coffee. Now, I'm going to post a picture on weatherjazz.com, episode number 589, of the three so far that I have tried. Now, I know that there are just way, way more creamers that are out there and given some time. I'll try them. And again, if you're a creamer or alternative creamer manufacturer, non-dairy type, and you want to send me one to try, I'd be more than happy to. And eventually, I'll have a few more to uh, certainly do some comparisons. These are my opinions, my opinions only. You may have a different opinion altogether. In fact, if you do, that's exactly why I want to hear from you. What do you like about some of these and how do they differ from what I have observed? So here we go for what it's worth. I've got three. These are the three that I've been toying with. And with time, maybe we'll do another episode down the line as I increase my base for non-dairy creamers. And for this episode, I'm going to go from right to left just in case 
you have a, uh, the ability to check out the video on weatherjazz.com. All right. The first one I actually tried and got my attention, Califia, I believe it's pronounced uh, Califia Farms. It's an almond milk creamer. I like almond milk, so I thought I'm going to try this one. And it did an okay job. It took me a while, though, to get used to the fact that it took a lot more creamer to actually get it to the color that my eye is used to in terms of cream. And I thought maybe that would be the case for all of them. That turned out to be not the case. Did I like it? It was okay. It was very doable. Uh, There is a little bit of a coconut uh, flavor to it, at least in my opinion. So if you're not a fan of coconut milk or almond milk taste, maybe not for you. Uh, And again, it takes you a while or it takes a lot more to cream your coffee. I like my coffee strong. Next one is Nut Pods. This one actually came suggested by somebody who worked at the grocery store as his favorite. I gave it a try. It comes in different flavors. The flavor I picked, toasted marshmallow. Why? Because I like toasted marshmallow. I like vanilla type flavor. This one too, you have to use a lot more to get it to the color that I'm used to when adding cream to your coffee. Now, the flavor was pretty decent. I enjoyed the flavor very much. It tasted like toasted marshmallow okay. Um, However, again, between the two, I just had to put way too much of this creamer to get it to the point where I'm used to the, the color and the creaminess of the coffee. All right, I went online and read several more reviews. And one that I saw at the store was called Ripple. It's over on the far left in this particular picture. I gave that a try. Now, this is one I could actually live with. And the reason is that it creamed my coffee in a very similar fashion to half and half in the very same proportion. In other words, if I put a tablespoon of half and half in my coffee and I put a tablespoon of the ripple, it would change the color of the coffee about uh, exactly what you would anticipate if you used half and half. This one got my attention too because apparently the bottle says that you can use it as a half and half substitute in recipes. And sure enough, the, the amount of flavor it added to things was fairly minimal. It left it fairly creamy for the coffee. Now, I did notice that it uh, made the coffee taste change just a little bit as the coffee chilled down to room temperature. Who likes room temperature coffee? It just happens to get that way if you're very casually sipping on a cup for a very long period of time, as I often uh, can do in the morning. But when it's piping hot, the consistency, the flavor for me, that one was my favorite thus far. Again, I'm not an expert. Take my opinion as simply just one person's opinion. Because as you know, for those who are into vegetables, there are people that love Brussels sprouts and there are people that don't like Brussels sprouts. Uh, I think of the senior Bush the president who once stated he, shall we say, didn't like broccoli. I, I think he used a stronger word, but that was his opinion. I love broccoli. And the former president hated broccoli. 
And of course, the former president at the time did get quite an earful from the American Broccoli Growers Association of America, or whatever association that was at the time. I remember that he made no friends over there, but hey, that was his opinion. He doesn't like broccoli, and there are certain vegetables I don't like. There are certain fruits I don't like, and so... Again, take all of this with a grain of salt. I found it fairly interesting, and you may want to do the same if you're looking for an alternative, and maybe you already have a favorite. If you do and I didn't mention them, let me know what it is so I can go out there and give it a try and expand my base, and who knows, I might have another favorite down the line. And again, this is one of those really goofy Friday topics that uh, I will do not only on Fridays now, but it could be a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. And yes, I might even throw something out there. If it suits me and it tickles my fancy just the right way, you might hear from me on a Saturday. Probably not a Sunday, but uh, I'm certainly not going to take that off the table either. This is going to be a fun year to do Weather Jazz in 2024. Thank you so much for being a part of today's Weather Jazz episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do help in spreading the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. My special thanks. My hat gets tipped to those of you that partner with me to help cover all of the production costs. And they include Dale Osborne. Erica and Larry Shaw, Brian and Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya Krause, all from Ohio. In Florida, Bill and Judy Martin, and in Vermont, Victoria Singer and Key and Galunas. And of course, I welcome you to jump into that status too. Just go to weatherjazz.com. Over on the right-hand side, click on Supporters. And then follow the instructions. I'll add your name to that list and make sure that I mention you on the air. Certainly every Friday that I have a Friday edition of Weather Jazz. You mean a great deal to me. And I thank you so much for taking such a deep interest in this program. Well, the first full week of January is next week. Because New Year's Day this week was on Monday. So, of course, with the week starting on Sunday... It looks like the first to full week will be near normal temperature-wise. Could have some interesting weather up and down the East Coast with the first decent snowstorm in a couple of years for southern New England and southern Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine this weekend. We'll review all of that when we get back together here early next week right here on Weather Jazz. Have a wonderful weekend. Make it good. Make it count. Be good to each other. And we'll catch you soon. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.